It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Demarcus Lawrence has said no to a pay cut. Will the Cowboys release him? And will the Dallas Cowboys uh, franchise tag Dalton Schultz? All that and more on this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. I am joined by Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, Demarcus Lawrence was offered a pay cut at the NFL Combine, to which he said, No. Are you surprised? No, I'm not surprised he said no. Uh, you know, he feels like he deserves that money. That's why he signed a contract for it. Uh, and I don't know that anything in his play is indicated otherwise. I mean, I think you can have a conversation about uh, availability, which is obviously the most important ability. But I think when he's on the field, uh, you know, he's a force multiplier. He's a guy that that uh, takes uh, uh, the looks away from other folks when they're when they're planning their pass blocking schemes. Uh, he's a guy that 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 has earned that money with his skill. So uh, I, I'm not surprised. I think the question now becomes what happens next. Yeah, what do they do? I, I'm not surprised either because <laughs> I kind of think when he was healthy this year, he was their best defensive player. That even includes Micah Parsons, right? Like Lawrence was incredible. So what do you do? It feels like it's awfully hard to cut him now after – or sorry, it's awfully hard to keep him after you asked him to take a pay cut, but it's basically saying, Hey, we don't think you're worth this money. I, I don't know if that creates a great locker room environment, but I don't also know if you want to release him either because he's so good. So what do you think the Cowboys are going to do here? I, I really don't know. I mean, I, I feel like they, they don't want to release him. Um, you know, I think a lot of, and I think, you know, we're all kind of, reacting to the uh uh the the news as it's rolling out about this i mean i mean again there is no news here it's just rumors that people have heard and then and the reason i'm pointing that out is because that's part of the negotiation right is that like to put this information out into the public and see the reaction that the public is having uh and then you know uh, try to use that leverage as a way as a ways to kind of get more or less money depending on whose side is releasing the information so I think for me, you know, the Cowboys, they need to consider like if even if it means signing a short extension or something like they need yeah, to consider deal, all options. He has two years left on his deal and it's worth basically 40 million dollars total in base salary. I wonder if you could just like add some extra void years in there, sign something, see if he would be OK with that, convert some of it to, to money. I don't know. Like 
it, it's not it's not a very straightforward situation obviously without him him being willing to kind of you know work with you on this uh he's not willing to take a pay cut which is clear uh but is there other kind of roster mechanisms that you can use to kind of you know get what you want and get what he wants and everybody's satisfied outside of that i mean i think you're not likely to be able i mean he may be tradable um depending on like you know what his actual guaranteed money is especially if you have no it. guaranteed money left yeah so then you know you, you could you could probably trade him for something uh but i would imagine that you know the cowboys they need to have a plan here for getting some kind of compensation from him uh i mean because it's just cutting him uh you know that's that seems like a, a very abrupt and sad way to get rid of rid of a very talented player the problem with trading him is okay. So again, it basically be two years at twenty million dollars base salary for a team. Yeah. A, a team would probably want to, you know, change his contract up a little bit, so he's not counting so much this year against your cap. Yeah. But on top of that, when we talked about this, the edge rusher class is deep, not only in free agency and also like in the draft, right? Like the first round is going to be dominated with edge rushers, and then in free agency, you've got guys like. Randy Gregory, Chandler Jones, Harold Landry, Vaughn Miller, Jason Pierre-Paul. Like, why should a team, as great as Demarcus Lawrence is, why do I need to give up a pick to go get that guy when I can go out and sign Vaughn Miller at a similar price without having to get up, give up the pick? That's what makes this so hard, right? Yeah, and, and the other part, I mean, I mean, the the reason, you know, that's and that's the thing is you, you can't just look at this in silos. I mean, the reason that his uh, contract is not very tradable is a lot of the same reasons why the Cowboys want to get rid of the contract, right? It's, it's, it's a lot of money. Uh, he's a guy that has uh, not always been able to stay on the field full time. Um, and I love him. I, I want him on the field. I want him playing all the time. But, but the problem is, is that the value is, is tough, you know, and, and it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things where you, you, you give yourself out to these contracts so that if, if you don't feel like it's worth it, you can get out. But, you know, this is one of those situations where, it feels like their hand is being forced more by the situation than by his play, you know? And so, uh, yeah, I think the Cowboys are, again, they're not in a great situation with this. You know, they, they, uh, it would be really tough to kind of lose both, uh, uh, Lawrence and, uh, and Cooper and, and really view it as anything short of, Hey, they're trying to rebuild here. <laughs> you know, like, I, I think that that's, that's that's kind of that's the conversation that we at least need to start be thinking of is is this a unspoken kind of rebuilding situation where they're trying to regain some of that cap money for a, a run in 2023 uh, maybe with a new coach you know because <laughs> I mean it just feels like they're not talking like that but they never talk that way they never I mean, would say right you know but, oh we're trying to re- clear stuff off I mean it's pretty well known that Stephen Jones hired Mike McCarthy like that's his guy why wouldn't why would he want to basically you know cut him off at the knees and then fire him after this year like it doesn't that part of it doesn't make a lot of sense to me right i mean no part of it makes sense with the information that we have right now you know that's that's the issue is that we don't have enough information to make sense of what they're doing necessarily because if they're trying to go all in for you know or, or they're trying to kind of you know, even if they're trying to straddle the line here, like you feel like you would keep one of Cooper or Lawrence, uh, and then you work around that. But which one would me, you rather keep? It's a current, it's a current contract. I think Lawrence, in my opinion, even but, though he's I mean, been far less durable. 
And yeah, because I, I older. I think so. I, I because I think you can because Cooper's contract is is more outable. You're getting more out of getting out of, of losing as uh, far as I, I don't disagree. So what if the contracts were flipped? What if you could only save six million by cutting Amari and you could save sixteen million by cutting Demarcus Hortz? Does that change the yes. equation here? Yeah. Yes. That's the that's the whole thing. Yeah. So then yes, I would tra- change change my mind there. See, that's that's the hard part. Am I getting rid of the better player just because the contract is easier. I, I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's why this whole thing is so hard for me when it feels like you're just cutting potentially two really good players because they have the most cuttable contracts rather than we're upset with their player. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that that's necessarily the truth with, with Cooper though. I mean, I think that, they, I mean, and again, this is not necessarily my full opinion, but it sounds like they have frustration with Cooper and whether that's just, talk in the media to try to like, you know, spin this cut. I'm sure you're referencing the same piece that I, to me, that one seems like a little bit of a hit job to like, Hey, this is, it, we're going to cut a bar be. because of the cap, but this is also why it, it seemed like, I don't know. But it also much. wasn't, it, it also like, I mean, let's also not, I completely agree. Like, I, I think it was, you know, a, a softening of the ground to give prepare Cowboys nation for this, but let's also not pretend like that, that was brand new information. That's the first time we'd heard anything about that from Amari Cooper. Like these are all complaints that people had had before. We, these are all whispers that we'd had before heard before, uh, you know, obviously the timing of it and the releasing of it is, sounds like a, you know, a hit job on Cooper sure. to kind of, to soften it, but it's not like this came out of nowhere or this is some unbelievable stuff that we're hearing. This is stuff that we've heard about him before. So. I'm just, I think if Demarcus Lawrence gets released, you'll see a similar piece, and I'll disagree with that one as well, right? I, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think what so you'll see some- is, oh, I think you'll see a hit piece, but it'll be like, you know, uh, he's constantly injured, can't stay healthy. He's, you know, you know, maybe he's not quite the same play- player. It's not quite the same thing as like, yeah, I disagree with, but yeah, a full commitment or, or you know, uh, uh, you know, the, the whatever the issues were with Cooper. Uh, all right, we got some other news that we need to talk about. It's it's all related to this, but before we oh, do boy. that, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. This time of year, almost everybody has given up on their New Year's resolutions because. It's just easier to, to not eat healthy or go to the gym. But with Built Bar, it makes it so much easier to stick to your resolutions because they are the absolute best protein bar out there right now. They only contain 130 calories with 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your average candy bar that has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Plus, they just taste so good. And they got so many great flavors, including mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. And the new flavor this month is white chocolate cookies and cream. They are always coming up with new flavors. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting 
shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, that uh, the first segment was just a little bit of a tease to the uh, little fight we're going to have here in segment two, Landon. It's about Dalton Schultz. Uh, there's mm. reports coming out today on Monday that the Cowboys are expected to franchise Dalton Schultz here uh, before free agency begins. Uh, that would guarantee him $10.8 million uh, for the 2022 season. First and foremost, do you agree with that decision if it were to happen? What was the number again? Ten point eight million. Yeah, that's a good deal for Dalton Schultz. I, I mean, I, I don't know why people. I, I mean, that's a good deal for Dalton Schultz. I, I'm not sure why people would think otherwise. Like, you know, I guarantee you that if he was to get out on the market, he'd probably get a three or four deal for your deal with. I don't know, one or two million dollars more per year than that. I would imagine. You know, that from what I read earlier today, there were upwards of ten teams interested in signing Dalton Schultz. Um, the market for him was going to be high, so uh, ten million dollars for uh, Dalton Schultz, you know, with the uh, with the opportunity to kind of continue to work on a long term deal with him, that sounds like a good deal for a an ascending twenty five year old tight end. So, all right, here's the argument against that, right? So the the guys that are getting paid a lot at that position are all ridiculously good tight ends: George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Dallas Goddard, uh, Mark Andrews. And then Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith got big deals last year, and David Njoku just got the franchise tag. So um, it's an argument. Is he somebody that can really boost up your offense, or is he really a product of the environment on the offense? Because they had so many weapons at receiver, he was always getting the worst linebacker on the field or the, the worst safety. I saw Bob Sturm say today in one of his articles talking about Dalton Schultz that the 49ers were begging you to throw the ball to him rather than CeeDee Lamb or Amari Cooper. So is he somebody that deserves the basically $11 million a year? I don't know. I, I don't know, Landon. I feel like he does. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, like I said, he was incredibly productive. He, he produced when asked to. Like, I mean, you're right. Like, he didn't have uh, the attention that maybe all these other guys do. Uh, but, I mean, he did something with it. I mean, that's that's all you can but ask. He, are he you didn't, paying uh, great money for a good player here? I'm not paying great money. $10 million is, is, is really not that a ton of, is not a ton uh, of money well, for – And relative to the market though, right? Like because most of your top tight ends are only making between 12 and 14 a year. It's pretty close. I mean, I get 10.8. That's less like, than that, yeah. I mean, it is less than that, but you're still paying a lot for. I mean, Darren Waller got seven and a half million dollars a year two years ago. I mean, yeah, there's definitely getting people with better contracts or worse contracts, but I mean, uh, we've Dalton Schultz has, has made it to the free agent market. And if I can franchise him for two million dollars less than what his market value is, I don't understand what the problem is there. I, I, I mean, I, like, I understand that there are other people on better tight end contracts, but those aren't options that are available to us to get the, to get a guy on the free agent market is one of the top end mm-hmm. top end guys that's on the market. And he's probably one of the youngest ones as well for less than the going rate of tight ends. Seems like a good deal to me. 
my problem is with this is you're only franchising Dalton Schultz if you plan on releasing Amari Cooper, right? And basically, would you rather have Amari Cooper at $16 million a year or Dalton Schultz at 11? I would rather have Amari Cooper. I think I can find a starting level tight end easier than I can a number one outside receiver. Yeah, I don't – I mean, he's – first of all, Cooper's not your number one outside receiver anymore. I mean, that's 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 okay, so even, even since like this that, whole see, season. See, even <laughs> saying he's the number two, I'd rather have the – I'd rather have Amari as the number two receiver than Schultz as at $11 million a year. You'd it doesn't mean I don't like Schultz. $16 million wide receiver two than a $11 million starter at tight end? I think in this case I would because I mm. think I can find somebody in free agency for half that amount of money that can do a very similar job. That's you all. know at some point, some point, <laughs> at some point I'm gonna laugh when I go three years from now when I go by the website wide receivers don't matter and oh, this stop. whole That's thing has been true. flipped on your ear because wide receivers have flooded the market to the yes. point where no ind- one individual wide receiver makes a difference anymore. Then I'm gonna have a nice. Little All right, so Liz, this is nothing against Dalton Schultz because I, I like Dalton Schultz a lot. I, I really do. And if the Cowboys franchise him, I won't be. It won't even be in the top five moves. I get upset about this offseason. Trust me. Don't don't you yeah, worry. Definitely about that. should not be. Like I, I, yeah, well, I, I, mean, I mean, I'm gonna push back on this. Like guys, that's well, fine. Push franchising Dan- Dalton Schultz for two million dollars less than what his market rate is is a good deal. He's a young player who's ascending. I'm sorry that a lot of people don't think that he can block or that he can't get open, but those are the same people that told you that Dalton Schultz couldn't do anything for years and years when I've been trying to tell you that Schultz is a good player. So I'm Fair not enough. backing off on my take here. So I, I felt like Dalton Schultz has been a solid player for a couple of years. He finally got opportunity and he's made the most with his opportunity. That's the most, that's more than what you can say for some of the receivers that are on this team. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not, you know, I think Schultz is a guy at a position that's hard to replace. And I, I know that we just said that you can get a, a, a replacement level tight end. I don't know it's as easy as snapping your fingers and doing that. I can get a starter-level wide receiver all over this draft. I can get a starter-level wide receiver all over free agency. I can't do that. Same. Th- There's a scarcity issue with, with starting-level tight ends, in my opinion, especially with the way the Cowboys want to play football. I, I just worry about giving Dalton Schultz the franchise tag or a long-term deal if your offense is only CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup, right? Because now you're going to have more attention on him. Is he going to be somebody who can – challenge teams vertically is he going to be able if a team puts a, a good safety on him is he going to be able to win that matchup one-on-one i don't know that answer yet maybe maybe he develops into that i, I just don't think we've seen that player yet does that make sense sure but i mean again like you know the other choices are going out and getting someone like david and joku like i love david and joku he's an incredible athlete but we haven't seen david and joku do any of that stuff yet you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, there, there's a lot of speculation all over this this uh, free agent board, whether these guys are too old, never been able to stay healthy, or just never been consistent. Like, I, I think that the Cowboys are getting a a good deal at tight end, and and about as best as you can for for you know what the market is. And I think the tight end is a position that is notoriously difficult to get to create a starter for. Like you have to, you have to develop them. So unless you've got somebody in the wings, and especially with considering what we have with Jarwin's situation, like I think signing Schultz here, having a guy who's familiar with your system at one of the most difficult positions to play in all of the NFL is it's just not a bad thing. I, I just I feel indifferent about it. I, I 
I really don't know how to feel. And I honestly, how what they do with the rest of free agency in the draft probably will dictate how I feel about it. And- I, I think that's fair because you, 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 you're kind of, of of framing it, and and I and I don't disagree with that framing. Is that if it's Schultz, Cooper, uh, Schultz, Lamb, and then you know whatever the we how is that exciting? But we don't know, you know what that extra well, extra parts so, are, right? Like for example, if it's if it's Schultz, C.D. Lamb. Cedric Wilson and Chris Olave in the first round, right? Okay, I can see that, right? Because you need somebody who is at least reliable as you get your rookie receiver up to speed. I get that. Um, but if it's CeeDee Lamb, Gallup, and Schultz, which we're going to talk about in a second, I just don't see how paying more for your offensive weapons and taking away Amari is an upgrade for your offense, right? I don't, I mean, why couldn't it be CD Lamb, Gallup, and then Will 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 Williams? Or you know, saying like, why can't it it be a Gallup plus a free agent player and Schultz? Like, yeah, I don't like understand a free what, agent player or a draft player. Well, I mean, like Gallup. I mean, like, I mean, what if you what, what if because before we were talking about you know Lamb, uh, uh, Wilson, and Schultz, and then a free and then a rookie, right? But what if it's Lamb, Gallup, Schultz, and a rookie? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be either or with the wide no, receiver. I, you can do a double dip. All right. I, I want to do- dive into this uh, Michael Gallup situation because this one has me a little heated. But before we I, do that, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. Football might be over the season, but basketball is in full steam with both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Bet online remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mo- mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so after we recorded on Friday, it became pretty clear that the Cowboys plan on releasing Amari Cooper, and there was a report, I believe it was from Adam Schefter, verified by Todd Archer, that the Cowboys uh, would like to sign Michael Gallup to a long-term deal. Todd Archer reported on Monday that it's close, and we started to kind of hear some whispers about the numbers. Uh, it sounds and person the one person that I know has some good knowledge about this said it's a jersey number for Gallup, indicating thirteen million dollars a year. Pro Football Focus said thirteen to fifteen million dollars a year, and that was kind of backed up by some insiders in the league. So, uh, I'll, before we get into the Schultz and all that kind of stuff, on a surface, thirteen million dollars a year for Michael Gallup. What do you think? I think if you had asked me before this year if re-signing Gallup to $13 million a year would be something that I'd be interested in, I would probably say yes. Or I, I would I have probably – I probably would have been more palatable to it. I think it, it seems extremely – it seems very high right now. 
um, it, only because of the circumstances of what happened this year. He kind of had a down year. I mean, a lot of that was due to the injury situation, mm-hmm. obviously. But even when he came back, he didn't seem quite you know, the same. Uh, and so, I mean, obviously the expectation was, uh, you know, he would come down, his number would come down or, or he would maybe do a one-year deal, prove a deal, right, to kind of reset and try it again for free agency. Um, so I, I definitely agree that this number is high for a guy that's coming off of a late season ACL injury. Um, it's, 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 uh, it, it's not exactly the prove it deal that we were uh, talking about. Um, but you know, also they're, they're in the, the process of negotiating. So, um, you know, if we're talking about a one year, $13 million deal, that's ridiculous. Like they, I'm hoping that it's not like that. What I am think, hoping it is, is something where it's a four year deal, uh, you know, $13 million, you know, average that, that they can move the money around a little bit. It's still, it's still, I would say high uh, for, for Gallup for sure. Um, but I also can understand the idea that, that Dak likes his blankies, you know, and, and, and Gallup has been his blankie at different points. So um, I can understand that to some degree. Yeah. All right. So I, I, I like Michael Gallup. I do, but there's a lot of risk here for a couple of yep. different reasons. Going back to 2020. Okay, so in the start of that season, he only has four games above 65 receiving yards, right? We talk about Amari Cooper being inconsistent. That's two years of basically you get one or two good games a year. And by good game, again, just over 65 receiving yards. What's more concerning, in his last 20 games, he has 940 yards, and his yards per target have dropped to six. Even when he's played lately, the efficiency has gone way down and it's actually gone down quite a bit since the 2019 season. Now, part of that's due to some different quarterbacks here and stuff, but we just haven't seen somebody consistently be super efficient. And my concern is if Amari Cooper is gone, because that's, that's the assumption here, right? They that's what we're Amari. assuming at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How is the efficiency going to go up with your, top receiver or let's say you're one of your top two receivers now off the roster and now Gallup's getting guarded by the the number one outside corner I, I just don't see it yeah yeah I mean I, I like I said the number is surprising and shocking and and I think that your your thought process is to you know how well uh, is he going to play against maybe a potentially you know step up in competition because of of loss of the attention that Cooper was drawing away from him. Um, yeah. Or I guess the, the extra attention that's being brought yeah. to him because of the was drawn away from Cooper. Uh, I think that those are valid points. Um, I, I think that this, that's, I mean, I, I don't really have a counter for that. I mean, I, we don't really have a, 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 you know knowledge of exactly how this will work out without Cooper for, for Gallup. Um, I think that and he's coming off an ACL injury. Yeah, and he's coming off an ACL injury. I mean, the, I I feel like there's something there with the ACL injury that like they have a lot of knowledge there. I mean, I'm assuming Cooper did the the surgery, so maybe that's part of it. But it's like it it, it you know they they don't seem to be concerned about it at, at all. I mean, to the point where they're having these conversations. Uh, they you know they they weren't concerned about it when he waited uh, what seemed like a very long time to have the surgery yeah. after after the season. So I, I would feel like they have a good grip on exactly where he is injury-wise. Um, but I, I do think that, you know, the, the other points that you brought up are, are completely valid. Like, you know, he didn't play his best football near the end. And, and you know, like I said, I'm going to say the same things about Cooper. And look, I'm not discounting Cooper. I'm just making the point that there's 
you know, for those same sure. reasons sure. that, that, that he's not valued. And I think that that applies here too, is that as the season went on, uh, Gallup was not as efficient um, and, and had problems, you know, kind of getting back to where he was previously. Now, I think obviously part of that is, is kind of recovering from injury, but Cooper was dealing with a little bit of that too. So yeah. Uh, I think for me, you know, the difference is that Gallup is a lot younger. You feel like there's still upside there, despite his, um, you know, the, the side, the fact that he's played a lot in the league already. He's still only 25 years old. Um, and I, I think that the, you know, we, there was talk and that you saw in the training camp more work from him working on the slot and doing some different things that didn't really kind of get a chance to come into fruition because he got hurt so early. Uh, and then, you know, ultimately when he came back, they were just trying to find a way to get him onto the field. So there, you're absolutely right. We don't really have the uh, the kind of sample size of what he's going to look like without Cooper outside of his very first rookie year, which is not too much that we can really go on. Um, and it's it's a lot of unknown, but I think that they're taking a gamble on the player and, and, and you know, what they've seen from him as, as a person who, who works hard in the locker room and they right. hope that he can improve. Yeah, I mean, I... I think those are all valid points. Like it's it's clear he's a he's a great kid. I think he just turned twenty six years old. He works really hard. Dak likes him. I, it's just I really guess. hard for me, Landon, to say let's come back next year with the same offense minus Amari Cooper, but it's going to be a lot more expensive. Paying Dalton Schultz eleven million dollars a year and Michael Gallup thirteen million dollars a year. Like just it's just not all that appealing to me. I would rather them pick one. If you're going to pay Dalton Schultz $11 million a year, fine. Let let uh, Michael Gallup go, and let's draft a receiver on a rookie contract. And that way we're not paying two guys double-digit you know, money. It, it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I, you know, look, we, we don't know what the structure is. I could see them it making sense for them to sign like a – Gallup contract that is basically the length of whatever the rest of CD Lamb's contract is. So right? let's say let's say three years, forty-four million, something like that, right? Then what you do is you you still draft, you invest a high draft pick at a wide receiver, um, and then you know once you get to that point, you you either re-sign uh, uh, CD Lamb, or you if if that becomes untenable, you you see what the deal is with your rookie at that point. But I, I just I have a hard time believing that the plan is just to let Cooper walk the sign Gallup and Schultz. And then, you know, Bob's your uncle. We call it a day. I really do believe that if they, if they're letting Cooper go, they're trying to replace it with young talent, maybe a young different type of talent uh, that maybe more of a speed element to it or something like that. And then, and then you're trying to reshuffle the way this offense works. I, I just don't think, I, I let me let me tell you that no one is more on board with the idea that we shouldn't just be running it back. But I also think that that you know re-signing Cooper kind of is following the, or keeping Cooper and doing all this again is kind of following that track, and it's a lot more expensive this year than it was previously. So uh, I, I I agree that if you're gonna if you're gonna change it, then make changes. Like in and if you're gonna re-sign Gallup, then it needs to be a temporary fix. But you should be working towards something else in the future. And, and that includes drafting players and developing, changing the, the shape of the offense, making it more uh, a, a shift in, in, in kind of alignments and seeing different personnel packages as opposed to just trying to live in 11 personnel all the time. It's going to be very interesting to see what the Cowboys do over the next, what, we got a week until free agency. I think Sunday kicks off free agency. Uh, the Cowboys have to decide on the Dalton Schultz franchise tag. I believe by Tuesday – 
at 4 p.m. Eastern time. I think right now it would be a shock if they don't do that. At least it'll buy them some time. Uh, busy, busy time to be a Cowboy fan. We didn't get to talk about the Combine, which no. happened this weekend. Mm-hmm. And we got to see some historic numbers. I'm, I'm sure we'll get to that later in the week. But uh, did you did you watch all 40 hours of the Combine or whatever it was? Every single minute. No, uh, I, I, I definitely watched some of it. And, uh, you know, it's – it's it's tv uh you know it's it's just i don't get as much out of watching it as i used to anymore you know i i I like to watch the the on-field drills sometimes depending on the positions because i like to just see how some of those guys move uh but you know as far as like watching people run the 40 it's like i'll just get the times later especially since you know i mean that's the other thing too especially now i feel really vindicated there because all the people that are watching the times at the moment are getting terrible times. The unofficial, the, the, the NFL has to do something about the unofficial times. It's so, absolutely atrocious. So you're saying I just wasted four days tweeting out every number as it came out live. I, I mean, mean, you can say it's, it's fine. Uh, it was just breaking news to you, Marcus. No, like, I, I, I mean, I knew at the time. I was like, this, there's gotta be better things to do. So even my wife came downstairs like, you're watching guys run for the fourth straight day in a row in their underwear. Yeah, but I'm writing it down and telling people about it. Listen, I just got 5,000 engagements on Twitter, man. You don't even understand. Uh, Yeah. Listen, I know. I know how sad, pathetic my life is. So you don't need to remind (laughs) me. We're Uh, Cowboys fans. I mean, we're. I'm a Cowboys fan. I've been born to this. I I understand. Uh, All right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can uh, download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts Apple Podcasts, Google podcast uh spotify check out locked on nfl draft with eric crocker he just put out a new mock draft today talking about it i know the entire uh entire network's talking about it dallas cowboys a safety from georgia an interesting pick at number 24 check that out uh you can follow the show at locked on cowboys you can follow Landon at mccool bcb i'm at marcus underscore Mosier. and we'll see you guys next time If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.